ladies and gentlemen, folks from all over the world, uh, all the random fans we have in places I don't even know if I can pronounce. That was fun to see recently when I saw the map of different fans and where they're listening from. I was just like, I don't know what country that is. Uh, but welcome to another edition of Geektastic Sci-Fi here on Free X Agents Media. I'm Brian Holiday. <laughs> Thank you. We got two guests with us this week because the rest of the crew could not do the show. But we really, really, really wanted to talk about Velma and that 90s show. And we're like, okay, let's just do those two shows. We'll do like a shorter thing. Instead of an hour and a half, we can do like an hour and just talk about those and get into it. So we got, I guess, to my left or on your screen right. Or, you know, we're, Sandy's here. What's up, Sandy? How you been? Good. How are you? Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce Ness before I say how I've been because you know how I've been, but I, I feel like so Ness Ness is back, back again. Another one. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. Thank you, Ness. Thank you're you. not in the studio this time. You're not in the. You're on the space with me. I know, isn't it weird? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little you sad. miss having me there. Yeah. <laughs> uh ness is going to be in a in a future episode of that's canon coming up soon we're bringing that's canon back for all of our fans for those of you who've never heard of that that's canon is our comic book podcast that we do myself dave and toby used to do it uh, and we were bringing it back so it's going to be fun and sandy just asked me how am i doing well <clears throat> folks dhl is the devil and i if if ever they want to sponsor this podcast, you know what i'm, I'm going to say here right now all of you can listen, all you listeners, all you people watching for the first time, I'm going to look right into the camera, looking right at y'all. I will never take DHL's money. Even if they offered to sponsor our podcast for five years, big check, handed out one shot. Are you no. sure about that? I'm t I'm, Ness, if you understood the things I've gone through in the past few days with them, you would understand why I would never wish DHL on my worst enemy. Hey, money is money. <laughs> <laughs> Ness, ready to sell out real quick. Yo, I, okay, right now on my, so some of you know, you've heard me talk about before, I use a 55-inch TV as a monitor in the office, which I, I know I'm lucky to have that. It's an old TV, but it works very well. And on that TV right now, I have the podcast with everyone in front of me. And I, on the side, I have a sliver. I have it connected to a webcam that is in my window because DHL has said they've attempted deliveries to my house when I have been sitting in this exact spot. And from this spot, I can see the front entrance of my building. And I know they're lying. I know no one came to my house today at 3.15 p.m. to try and drop off my package. And when they told me that they tried to drop it off, I said to the person, I literally said, that is a bold-faced lie, sir, and I want to file a complaint. And the person on the line, Blanca, thank you for taking the call. You were very patient with me because I was the most angry I've ever been on a call. But shout out to Blanca. Blanca tried their best to just get me to like woosaw a little bit, but I was like ready to start lighting fire. I was so mad. I so, feel like that's been happening like a lot recently. Even with Amazon, I've been experiencing that. They say that it was delivered and I got nothing. Yeah. And, and then and they have to like send me something else. The, you know, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me the most about this stuff is during the pandemic, I understand that almost everyone was working from home. So I got that delivery services were just like, yo, man, we're just going to start rolling this train. Like, if this is supposed to be delivered to you on Wednesday, but we got it, we're going to bring it to your house on Monday. And guess what? I'm at my desk. I'm here. 
Yeah. I, I'm, why would I not want to receive packages two days early? But some of us, and Ness knows what I'm talking about, we're in the office these days. You know, the boss likes to see the worker drones working. So when I have to go and sit at my desk at, at the office and I'm sitting there like, all right, well, this package is coming in two days. I don't have to worry about it. And then I peek over at my phone and a little notification, a little nice little ding, that dopamine ding that we all love pops up. And I think, oh, I'm going to get a nice little message from a friend. Someone's telling me something funny. And you open it up and it's just like delivery failure. And it's just like, listen, don't make me light someone. I, I so all this to say, Brian Holiday is doing a lot of woo sawing, woo saw, a lot of deep breaths. <laughs> my partner's in a nurse. My partner's out. a nurse, and was just like, you need to take five deep breaths. And when I took the five, because she was legit counting, she's just like, I'm gonna need you to take another one. I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> For extra measure. And I, I was thinking you've, you've got a very, you're on theme. You're trying to solve the mystery. You are Velma this week. I am Velma this week. The mystery of the missing packages <laughs> or the mystery of the idiotic delivery people. But either one, maybe, hey, the, it sounds like they answer each other. The missing package of the idiotic delivery person might be the connection. The same mystery. It wasn't if it wasn't for us darn kids, they would have gotten away with screwing <laughs> us over. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, wow. let's start it off. Sandy, you brought it up. Velma, we've had four episodes so far. Ness, did you get to watch all four? I did. I did. Okay, cool. I did not finish the last episode. The I think one? I had a few minutes left, but okay. I but I watched most of you it. Got yeah. gist. You yeah, got yeah. the gist. Yeah, yeah. So, Interesting. <laughs> Uh, where do we want to start with that show? Do we want to start with the the show itself? Do we want to start with discussing the feedback, the the reaction, the cultural significance? The what do we want to go on first? I feel like you can't really talk about the show without like the reactionary context of it. Is okay. that fair, or do we just like go on its merits and then let that seep in as it does? I mean, I. I have specific things I want to say as a response to some of the reaction that I, I'm, but that I can throw in at any point. I'm curious about them though, because I have not actually seen any reactions. About okay. It. So let's, so we'll give some context, Mindy Kalen. And I want to, I want to preface this by saying something to a lot of people. And I, and I feel like just understanding this one thing alone might help a lot of people. And I've said it on the show before with regards to, creators of color not every creator of color wants to tell the story of a character of color sometimes they want to tell the story of a character who happens to be a person of color and those are very specific and distinct things that some people need to take into consideration mindy kalen in telling the story of velma from my from what i've seen so far in my understanding of what they're trying to do with this show velma is a character who happens to be south asian i don't think they're trying to tell the story of a South Asian Velma. And I think that's what I, that's what I thought too. That's right. how I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that already Sandy, sorry, it looks like you were about to say something. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, it's just kind of like the characters are who they are. And right. I think a lot of the, because there's so little Indian American representation, a lot of, um, a lot gets put on Mindy Kaling's shoulders, I think. Yes. And mm -hmm. so, like, she has to be the Sterling. And it's like, she just kind of wants to write characters that vibe with her. And I get that. And, yes. like, 
Velma is a very Mindy Kaling character. Right. Yeah. Right. Once you start watching the show, you're just like, okay, <laughs> we get what you're doing. This is, this is, you know, if you've watched the Mindy Kaling project and all the other stuff, you're just like, I get what you're doing here. Like, I understand who this character is with your voice, you know? Yeah. And even literally the voice, because she's doing the voice of the character. Um, so I, I just wanted to start with that because I feel like at least, and thankfully all three of us are on the same page where when we're reviewing this, we're talking about it from the perspective of someone who is writing a show about a character who happens to be South Asian and not us trying to go into some deep understanding of this character's blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> so Ness, you had said that you hadn't heard some of the feedback. I mean, obviously there was some racist feedback. There's, you know, people are just like, why are you race bending this character? Which, you know, as I just said, has more, you know, Mindy's not trying to race bend as much as this character just happens to be South Asian. And then the but isn't um, Daphne also? Yeah, Daphne is East Asian. Velma yeah. is South Asian. Norville is African American. Yeah. And Shaggy, sorry. That, yeah, I was gonna thing say that people... he is Norville. supposed to be right. Yeah, yeah. not not Shaggy yet. Not, but I not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be weirder to like cast those people and then keep them all white as characters. Like that would be the race benefit. Like I don't know. It's just a, an animation convention now of just like yeah, make the character look like the voice actor and and cast whoever you want you know oh yeah that's and that's a that, good, man yeah. that's a fantastic point and, and all yeah because we had such a bad reaction when uh kristen bell was doing the voice on central park and uh jenny slate was doing the voice on big mouth and people kind of had this huge like oh well you know these white and i and i got it i understood why some people were offended but i'd also point out that and i I know it's not necessarily the same thing. There's a lot of conversations about depression and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, Chris Summer did the voice of Penny on Inspector Gadget our whole lives. I don't know how many people know that. But as kids growing up, if you watch Inspector Gadget, that was Freddie from a different world. And that's who that voice was. And Chris Summer has been doing the voices of anyone and everyone throughout history. So uh, for me, with the Jenny Slate thing and Kristen Bell, it's just like, this isn't offensive to me, but whatever. It was, I mean, people were like, hey, can you defund the police? And they were yeah. like, no, let's just recast some voice actors <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's the end of that for me. Of yeah. like, well, and, and if we want to, yeah, I don't know, cast shows more diverse than the right. 2000s version, the 1960s Hanna-Barbera version, like, yeah, let's... I, yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, uh, Ness, for some context, I run a lot of Watch Mojo's socials. And so I am cool. uh, very up to date on what people are saying about it, yeah. more or less. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm in the trenches about all this stuff every day and seeing the reactionary, like, oh, you can't. And I, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> you don't so even want over... to like, please, I don't even. <laughs> I'm so over so much of it because it's like yeah. it's all the same patterns and it, it's yeah. never like you know it's never the gotcha they think it is. Oh yeah, at all. Uh, so I I think at least I'll I'll start with my my take on the show. The show is nowhere near as as horrible or as poorly written or all these other weird things I've heard people say. I think the show is actually it's a mid show, is what I would say. You know, like 
it could it, it has the potential to be better if you know they tried a little bit harder with some of the jokes like some of it feels a little too self-referential you're being a little overly meta about it and i get it but at the same time it feels heavy-handed when with with the way they're doing it but at the same time it's nowhere near as bad as some of the stuff and one of the comments i've heard a lot is people being like well velma would never be this idiotic or silly and this character would never be this. In what or, way? Like Velma, it, you know, because Velma was kind of always depicted in the original show as being like a very intelligent kind of nerdy character. And as mm -hmm. much as this Velma is nerdy, this Velma is also, and you know what, Ness, I think probably the best answer to that is this Velma is more emotional, which is more realistic of a character. Oh, and, and the original that's what they Velma, have a problem with? Well, they have a problem with the the Velma because they find that the Velma now on the show makes bad Too decisions. Soft. Okay. Soft bad decisions. But I mean, it's it's a teenage character in high school who's being picked on. I feel like making bad decisions is par for the course. We all went through that. And I I'm trying to find this balance cuz like um I want to trust the show in like showing that she's going to have development as a character cuz I think yeah. it it does very obviously say like whenever she's in the wrong that she's in the wrong mm -hmm. but it, it's just like sometimes it doesn't really frame that well enough for me so those like bad decisions are being kind of a dick like it rubs me the wrong way a bit and i'm like mm -hmm. no like just contextualize that this character is not being the badass she thinks she but <laughs> yeah and i was like yeah. i was ready to rip into it and i watched this latest episode and i'm like it's not as bad as i no. thought or you know i feel like the latest episode kind of um you know, in terms of how they're building the story, it it kind of gave me a bit more trust in where they were going with it. Right. Then the first couple episodes where you're like, are you going to answer any of these questions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things. It's kind of crazy that people are expecting character development so early. Like, these characters aren't the original Scooby-Doo crew that you know. So you have to be prepared for them to redevelop and reintroduce you to these people these characters yeah. in the show sorry to Nancy. be honest i was sorry to cut you off i was, I was just gonna no, say no, to I was be doing... honest the first episode it kind of got the vibe that this is like a velma in a different universe sure um <laughs> so kind of like a multiverse you know how I, I just, yeah, i'm just thinking sure. of spider-man um for instance where there's all types of different you know spider-man's and different different parts of the, the universe and they all have extremely different personalities. They do different yeah. things. They, and that's kind of how I saw this character was that this is just a Velma in a different universe that's experiencing like, her life. Yeah. And, that's one of the best ways I think to think about it too. If Yeah. So right away I was like, okay, this is not a traditional like Scooby-Doo and <laughs> Velma experience. This is like, this is a different take on Velma. That's kind of how I and I think the, that's the way it was introduced, I feel like to me. I totally agree. And I think like part of the fun is like seeing whether it gets to where because so many origin stories, they just like, oh, this is where they got the jacket, y'all remember? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where and here it's like I'm legitimately not sure if Shaggy's gonna be smoking weed by the end of this thing. <laughs> I okay, right? I I mean I the way this character acts with the drugs and like not understanding anything Doesn't is even that an alternate universe take or is it like are they building to that i i don't know and that's like True. the suspense like and the fun yeah i find it fun like 
I found the little weird jokes of like really emphasizing how much he's not into drugs <laughs> and like that line <laughs> where he like actively says like and I'm again like it's like okay we already yeah. got that you didn't need to go but I I'm enjoying what they're doing with Norville and Sam Richardson is such a good voice actor that it's so fun to listen to him do that voice yeah I just find it's a bit for me for overall so far the first four episodes it's a bit too self-aware um (laughs) with the jokes (laughs) and lazy Um, with the self-awareness like we've already watched deadpool you know yes (laughs) yes that's a good point that's a good point yeah that's why some of the jokes for me don't land Mm. um you know kind of like sandy was saying i i first was like i'm not gonna like this this seems a bit too like they're trying too hard and then it started warming up to me a little bit more it started getting a bit more uh i guess softer but the jokes are still a bit too self-aware. <laughs> they and need meant- to tone it down a little bit. I, or like, yeah, clever it up. I don't know. But yeah. I will say uh, Sam Richardson, Richardson was mentioned. And this voice cast, I love. Yeah. Like everyone is selling the jokes that are on the page at least. And, and like yeah. doing their, I don't know, like there's no no complaints from me from the cast. Well, speaking of the cast, just to give people a little reference if they haven't seen it already, we have Mindy Kaling as Velma. We have Glenn Howerton as Fred. Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and AP Bio. You have Sam Richardson as Norville. Sam Richardson has been in tons of projects. If you haven't seen him in Detroiters, go check him out. He's fantastic in that. And then Constance Wu from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. And what was her? Crazy Rich Asians. And what's the other part? She did this show. Actually, I won't even mention that one because it's propaganda for military industrial system but whatever uh doing the voice of daphne we have velma's dad's girlfriend sophie done by melissa fumero from the brooklyn 99 and russell peters is playing velma's dad and then we have jane lynch and wanda sykes as daphne's moms oh and then uh nicole buyer i'm sorry no i said it's a pretty good cast (laughs) Yeah, Nicole Byer as uh, as uh, Norville's mom, and then uh, I'm trying to remember who the Norville's dad uh, is. Gary Cole. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like him. And I yeah. I think I heard some uh, Dean Pelton, uh, Jim Rash as the mayor. The, yes. Anyone yes. remember the Dean yes. from King? I didn't have that on the list, but yeah, yeah, All Star oh, voice cast who was also on on. Sorry, Ness. I... No, I said he's in it. I didn't even realize who is he playing. Dean. He, from... he was the mayor. The mayor, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But he also pops up in that '90s show, which we're going to talk about right after. Top ten <laughs> callbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did we see in? Oh, one of the things I wanted to mention with regards to the understanding the characters, and I'd mentioned I wanted to say this earlier to you, Sa- Sandy. When people who compare this show to Harley Quinn, one of the things I'm trying to understand is like, why is it that Batman can be an idiot in Harley Quinn, but Velma can't be flawed in this? And why are we setting a different standard? That's the one that was one of the main questions I had for those fandoms. I mean, we obviously know why. But I I wanted to vocalize that question out officially so that it so that they have to look at themselves when they say like, well, I mean, it's different. Why? 
is it different? If you can explain to me why it's different without referencing this person's gender or race, and just explain to me why it's so different that Batman is a complete idiot in Harley. Like, not not slight idiot. We're talking bring your parents back from the dead and almost kill everyone <laughs> in the city, stupid. <laughs> then, And you're okay with that storyline, but Velma being a little weird and not understanding things totally a problem for you so yeah i I mean i think people are i think people are also just they have this idea of what who velma is and it's just it's like stuck they don't they don't see it any other way yes you know because we've seen velma a certain way for so long that seeing her this in this light is i think too negative for some (laughs) well but then also someone was pointing out on twitter that like over time the like character model for velma has just kind of become the exact same as Daphne and I think we've kind of like the whole lazy animation like things have just kind of been moving towards like the sexification of Velma or like and just like whether or not you know some of the meta humor is a bit lazy like it is a good take that deserves to exist and like yeah pushes the Scooby-Doo characters like further than um you know than we're used to seeing them and I, I think that's like a good thing um, and it, I, I mentioned this kind of slightly before we not we went on, but it's like it's hard to find that balance of like good faith criticism against a show we want to be better versus like the people leading the anti Velma conversation are not doing it in good faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it got cool. renewed despite being the lowest rated animated show on IMDb ever. So did it, but. Uh, lowest rated on IMDb, but most viewed animated or even possibly uh, premiered series on HBO Max. And I remember the first after the first two episodes dropped, all the comments on Twitter was like, we told you not to hate watch. Look at what you've done. And all I kept thinking was excellent. Keep hate watching and getting shows renewed because, I, you know, I wish people hate watched uh what's the the cowboy bebop live action enough because netflix would have thought to continue because that was pretty solid but you know there wasn't enough negative feedback for it to not get it got canceled and it's like this isn't that this wasn't that bad i think it also kind of falls into the trap of like every animated show for adults needs to be a comedy right um and what i've noticed more and more is that the most intriguing parts of these shows this, I think Q-Force was one of them, you know, like all these geared towards adults and kind of raunchier humor. But like the more interesting part is the serial story going on, like the mystery. Mm-hmm. And and like as they keep calling attention to, like so are the backstories, you know, I'm, I'm like invested in these characters. Um, yeah. But that's what's getting me to come back more than any of the jokes or like the humor. It's not, it yeah. doesn't have to be a comedy. It can have jokes, but like, not everything has to be Rick and Morty. Sorry if to bring that one up in these troubled times. What, what, who's Rick and Morty? I don't even remember this show you're talking Never heard about. of it. Never, Never heard of it. Heard of, uh, <laughs> the toxicity of this Rick um, and uh, But that's a good Morty. point. That's a good point because I actually got more interested in it as they started bringing up more serious topics and serious uh, you know, situations that Velma was dealing with. That's when I was like, okay, it's getting a bit more interesting. Because if it was, yeah. if it was just the... The humor, honestly, I think I would turn yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, okay. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You're just like, listen, you need to slow down with these jokes because my TV's about to turn off. Okay, I gotta yeah. ask a question because I, I, so, I, I've never had a panic attack, and uh, so anyone, if, if, and I don't know that either of you have had, but if you have had, or if you know people who've had and seen them, what is what Velma is experiencing with the the clawing heart, almost heart attack, is that supposed to be a panic attack or is that some sort of, are they trying to represent some other medical condition that she might have? I'd just like to uh, first jump in and do a PSA from someone I watched that with who, um, who has panic attacks. Okay. Uh, do not kiss someone if they are having a panic attack. Very good. That point. is not the way to respond to that situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess that leads just into my answer of like, I don't think it's a very good portrayal of okay. a panic attacks or b queerness. Like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one I've I'm I can speak on and like yeah. I don't know. I don't know about yeah how they're writing these romance <laughs> storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a really strange, really strange way to introduce, uh, you know, the, their interests to each other. It was, I don't know. Um, and yeah. also, I didn't think it was panic attacks. Okay, so I, thought, I, I, I don't know if it is. That's why I'm asking because I, I don't know either. To, that's what yeah. that's what was confusing. Yeah, like it, it. I was trying to understand. Like, are they saying that she's having panic panic attacks? Are she, are they trying to imply that she's having delusions or psychosis? Like, because it's really it's really not clear. And I understand that it's one thing when you do something like that on a show like Harley Quinn because that is kind of already set in a fantastical world with kind of craziness. But Velma is set in a slightly, well, even, I wouldn't even say slightly. The origin of that whole Scooby-Doo family is there is no such thing as ghosts. We've always been able to figure out who is pretending to be a ghost. And it's all grounded in a real world. So when mm -hmm. you start to see those types of moments of, like, this illusion that she keeps having with this monster and digging into her chest and grabbing at her heart, and I'm like... I don't understand if I'm seeing something that is supposed to be, especially when she was at Fred's house in the first episode and like, you know, Norval gets her laughing and it's glitching. So I'm like, okay, this obviously in her head, but are they trying to imply that she has this kind of me medical condition where this is what happens to her? And it's hard like to understand what they're trying to represent is what I was saying. Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of saw it as this, this voice in her head. That's hmm. been haunting her since her mother disappeared. Yeah. Um, sort of, I don't know if you've seen Euphoria. Um, but there's an episode. Two. Okay. It's in season two, but there's an episode where spoil away. Um it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Okay. But there's an episode in season two where one of the characters, um, I can't remember her name in the show. Um, but Barbie for Ferrera, I think is yeah, yeah, one of the rights fanfic. Yeah. Um, so in the show, there's a scene where she's kind of like having this argument with herself because she's going oh. through her own personal, uh, you know, trauma and like issues crisis? and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And you see her talking, arguing with herself back and forth. And that's kind of how I saw this was, okay. It, it's like, she's, she's fighting this voice in her head that keeps telling her she's the reason her mom disappeared. She's the reason you know, she's just blaming yeah. herself for for what happened in the past. I think that's what that was. Okay. But like you said, it was not clear. And I was kind of confused, especially when Daphne 
kissed her yeah to get out of it i was like what, <laughs> what just happened <laughs> I, sorry go ahead sandy no i mean like i i have a million things to say it looks cool <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a good, like it looks like the classic monsters, which is kind of fun. That that's one thing that I like about it. But it's it's it. That's the thing that I feel through me because I'm like, okay, so this isn't this is before they see the monsters and stuff like that. No one else is seeing this. She has that moment in front of her dad. Her dad's like, it's funny because the dad seems to not understand what's going on at all. But Sophie, the the stepmom or baby daddy, daddy's baby daddy, whatever the relationship is over there. Uh, immediately understands the situation and starts performing some sort of medical assistance to help. And you're kind of like, Oh, okay, sure. This seems, it seems serious enough that it is physically affecting her. And I, I know it's just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Confused. Very confused. Okay. I'll just accept it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it kind of comes down to like, I'm not really clear on the rules of this world. Yeah. Um, and right. Right. I don't have to be entirely, but like, that's fair. you know, just like she's asked by the mayor to compile a top five list of hot girls. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that, that is, we're not doing realism, but like, are we kind of also doing yeah, realism? Fair. Like, then yeah. it turns, <laughs> I don't know some of the, oh, there's just it. I, I don't know how invested in the reality I'm supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or should yeah. I just kind of tune out and it's a wacky, ooh, or ghost paranoia is coming back. Like, yeah. No, that's, you know what? When you make the very, very valid argument of like, the mayor has a teenage kid write a list of the top <laughs> five most attractive people so they can figure out who to put the police detail with is. Yes, a stretch in which I should just accept this isn't the reality you want to be. <laughs> and that's fine. It's goofy. Yeah. It's wacky. But then like yeah. also trying to ground it in like, you know, her serious politics. And like, it's like, okay, well, which which tone are we taking here? Right. Exactly. That's a good point. I'm 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 often like, what side are they on? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Is it <laughs> are we trying to talk about real stuff? Are we trying to just make is it a satire? Like I I don't and this is something that I think it's why it's had such bad reactions is because yeah. it it tries to be that progressive show that like talks about, you know, the systemic issues and patriarchy and racism. But also it I find a lot of the humor is just like lazy and like mean spirited too. Right. So it's like if you're not going to like have the heart and the love at the core of that worldview, like it doesn't it just makes both those groups of Twitter people angry. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted yeah. to mention something related to the kiss that that Sandy you brought up the, I the the attack of the cliches on Netflix is a special I just watched, and in it they're talking about the kissing in the rain trope, yeah, for like the end of movies, and Florence Pugh was talking about how when she did the film with Greta Gerwig, she kept asking her like why do you want to do this? And Greta Gerwig was just like, I grew up watching movies do it and I want to do it. It's going to be in the movie. And Florence was just like, even though it's like, we're trying, we're not trying to do the same things that everyone else has done. Like not necessarily in a bad way, but more questioning like, but why do it? Cause it doesn't like, those are tropes from other people who've done it where it wasn't necessarily, you know, it was male centered male gaze type storytelling. You're here, you're doing it, but you're still going to do it. She's just like, I want the kiss in the rain. Okay. I like it. It's going to be done. And I feel like the kiss between Daphne and, uh, 
Velma. Velma. Wow, totally. How, how did I mess up? It's the name of the damn show. But that's the kiss between Daffy and Velma is was Mindy Kalen doing the whole like, well, I want the like uh, Prince Charming kiss. Like th there's that moment where the damsel in distress needs to be saved by quote unquote Prince Charming. And in that moment, Daphne was Prince Charming. And I, I want my Prince Charming kiss, even if it's problematic. And historically, we've talked about the fact that the consent factor of that is a mess. They still did it. And that's what I found interesting, especially after watching Florence Pugh talk about Greta Gerwig saying, I grew up watching it. And even if I know it's not what's needed, it's I still want to see it. I still want to do it here. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I didn't I'm like not the saying it's a good thing, but I'm just saying maybe that's where that No, came because from. I can understand that point of view and I, and honestly, it probably wouldn't have bothered me if it were done differently. I think mm -hmm. it's the way it ha the placement of it was a bit strange to me. Yeah. Um especially because we're trying to understand this these visions she's having and these why she have some monster trying to <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> swallow her up and then and then it <laughs> just takes Daphne's kiss to save her. So I feel like the placement was a bit off for me. Um, but had it been done a bit differently, then I probably would have been okay with it. It okay. almost feels like a lot of the things that I'm worried about, whether or not they can deliver on, hinge mm -hmm. on like this panic attacks and romance stuff. It's like, yeah. if by the end they can show that like, it was a good idea to trust them on that arc. Okay that'll you know make it fulfilling but if there's no real like if there's no payoff to what or you know there's no clarity as to what that is in the story i think that'll kind of give it i don't know we'll see where this mystery is going yeah, where true. where are all where are all their moms <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't yeah. even think about that yeah yes i you know i got it i i'm i'll say it again it's a mid show but i'm enjoying it as a mid uh, that for me, uh, it's a great hate watch of just right. like, oh my god, they're doing this really, yeah. like, yeah, couple couple it, good belly laughs in there, but like, right, just here yeah. and there, I'm like, oh yeah, they got me, but like, it, I'm liking, like, yeah. even even though Norville's whole subplot in one of the episodes was doing something purely out of trying to get Velma to fall for him. It was still funny to be like, I need to make money. And just like running around town doing the most ridiculous things for money. Like, I got to sell this sword. I got to give away my kidney. I, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and then to end it with him capturing uh, a wanted, uh, like, you know, they reference a wanted person. He ends up saving. It's so funny. And then it's a bit, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's yeah. kind of funny when it's ridiculous like that. Um, I, I loved his because it's like, oh, these burnouts are watching his YouTube videos about snacks. <laughs> and great. he's That's like, Lil Wayne channel all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like that that you're like, yeah, this is great. Like, this stuff where it's, you're not trying to take yourself too seriously is really fun. I think exactly. that's key yeah. right there. Yeah, taking itself too seriously is where it kind of falters. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know, you, you know that scene. Um, the scene in the gym when they have the mental illness assembly, um, <laughs> oh my God. or no, sorry, not mental illness. Uh, what's it called? The fights where they're like, they're trying to the, the, the yeah, yeah, the fights, but they had an assembly for, like, I remember mental that awareness one or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and in one of the, one of the scenes, I guess it was supposed to be a joke, but Velma tries to embarrass, uh, Daphne by reading her journal. Yeah. 
and it comes everyone's like you can't do that that's messed up you can't talk about you know <laughs> people's mental health and things like that i don't know the, just the joke i feel like didn't land and it was kind yeah. of like and it's yeah it still kind of portrayed her as in the right for wanting to do that and so it's like that mean-spirited like and uh, and also and it was like daphne was still being mean yeah, to, yeah. to velma and like and then kicked her ass at the end and yeah. everyone was like yeah let's do it it's like, like what is going on kicks her into a wall so hard there's blood for the first time like you've never like yeah and, like i don't know that scene to me was just I, i'm like what is happening here it nothing is this is just the message is not getting across if they yeah. were trying to portray that as like you know mental health is important that was <laughs> it did not come across as that to me i think one of the keys here is just like it feels like this show doesn't know what it wants to be mm. like it's trying to be a couple different things and 100%. i mean like i i can't stop comparing it into my head in my head to the other one we're going to talk about that 90s show because yeah that 90s show knows exactly what it wants to be you know like it 100 is just everyone's on board with the show they're making this one it's like it it's really hard to tell with Velma what what the show wants to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What direction they're going in. Yeah. Uh, but you brought it up again, and it's the perfect time to transition to it. Uh, well, oh, real quick though, would uh, would you all recommend Velma for people to check out? <laughs> yes, That's a no. <laughs> Some caveat. I mean... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I I I feel like it's not everyone's cup of tea. Okay. Um, I think some people might enjoy it, but I feel like a lot of people will jump on the the hate the hate, the hate dragon. Train. Yeah, yeah, the hate yeah. train. Um, yeah, I'm I'm an adult animation aficionado who smokes a lot of weed, so like this is a must watch <laughs> for me. But like, if you don't, if there's no reason for you to watch it or like, you know, if you like Scooby-Doo enough to see what they're up to, go for right. it. Like, I love seeing, you know, reboots and and all that. Like, um, so yeah, it, it it's really depending on the person whether or not you should watch it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's But if you're looking for a traditional, if you're yeah. looking for a traditional take on Velma, definitely don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to that. <laughs> I, uh, my take, it's mid- and uh but much yeah. like sandy was saying you know watch if you want like that's my thing like I, I i'll give you my two cents i think it's funny but i also watched the naked brother band at one point when i was younger and that shows weird as hell and it's about kids running around being in a band you're just like the wolf brothers are stars now and when you watch that show you're just like they were not going to be stars you know so it's like you never know <laughs> you never know what's I... gonna yeah, I will say it deserves to exist in my mind. Yes. That's, that's the benchmark I've been, you, you know, like all these people trashing it online, like chill out. It, this yeah. is like, it's a fine reboot. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. It deserves yeah, to exist is a good line. Yeah, I have to say I'm happy it was it was made. I liked, right. right. I like to see that. Yeah. Are you happy that 90s show is made though, huh? Everybody? Okay, I... I was asked to read this by one of my friends, and I, I did on my social media today ask people for feedback on, like, you know, what do you think of Velma and that 90s show? No one wrote anything to me about Velma, which was very, uh, but everyone had something about that 90s show. And 
Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find the exact... Okay, because they wrote a very big paragraph. Uh, I saw your post about the 90s, uh, about opinions for that 90s show, and I couldn't type the full answer in uh, Instagram. But I'll let you know here. It sucks. There's no emotional connection between the new kids with themselves and with the legacy cast. The only time it's good is when the legacy cast is on. The new kids feel like small budget Disney actors. But worse, at least Disney acting back in the day was good. The writers wrote it in a way where every line needs to be a punchline. But they're all shitty jokes. Let there be a buildup like there was in the 70s show. Get rid of the stupid fake laugh track. Bring back legacy cast and get rid of these new kids. They can't act for sure shit wow this person ripped into it ness it's oh, someone man. that you it's someone in our office that you would never think would get this upset about anything so i look forward to uh okay to, we'll to, talk to, offline yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk yeah we'll talk so, about so i can't i can't shit talk this hypothetical person <laughs> no no i mean you can go ahead i, I will full-on let her know like hey other people have other opinions we're shit talking she... the opinion not yes well, yes not we're not opinion, the... The... Yeah. no i was gonna shit talk the person making me <laughs> uh it's funny that they brought up disney actors because one of the kids kelso is uh the one of the the quad quads the quadruplet from ricky nicky dicky and dawn uh, which was a okay. Nickelodeon show, not Disney, but uh, and and oh, that okay. kid, that kid was actually really good on that show. Hey, remember, guys, Brian watches everything, so it's not shocking that I watched a kid's show that came out like only three years ago. But uh, no. well, eh, eight years ago at this point now. But but yeah, uh, the kid that plays Kelso, Jay Jay Kelso, right? I think is his name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jay Kelso was originally one of the brothers on that show, and he's actually really good on it. He always played. He played the like dumb brother he played the joey if you know like the kind of right. like what's happening guys and like and but he was really good at it and then you kind of see it, it like it's almost like he's playing a more mature version of that character on this show but at the same time doing a solid kelso impression because the voice sometimes it almost sounds exactly like ashton kutcher back in the day and I would that's one thing that I thought was great about Jay Kelso. Anyway, I sorry, mean I thought he start. was a good pick for for uh for for Kelso's kid. I thought he was a good a good choice. Is he for sure. Jackie's kid though? That's my other question. Well yeah. Is, is that because listen, is, I mean if we're gonna if we wanna talk I, I think so, but if we're gonna okay. talk continuity, I don't think that 90s show cares that much. Okay, fair. Um yeah. like I did a TikTok today about how if she's turning 15 in 1995, yeah. that means she was born in the summer of 1980, which means right. that she was conceived in the 70s. Like, uh, I, I thought about that, too. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Wait a and so it's either they when do the math. Yeah, it's either when Eric came back for New Year's Eve or <laughs> wow. or stay with me. It's uh, what's his face? Randy oh. is the dad. <laughs> Oh goodness. Wow. Um wow. but then again, like that 70s show stretched four years into eight seasons of TV. Yeah. So yeah. like I I don't think we need to do yeah. We'll hurt ourselves if we do the math. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say though? I'm curious to to hear what you had to say about uh the person's comment. Oh, I just yeah. like um you know, in my my job and my posting about that 70s show, it, it, it reminded me of a, a type of person that's doing the hashtag 
free hide or you know he was innocent oh. and i'm like is, is that the next thing they said no this is probably a very kind person that you both work with and enjoy their company <laughs> and they just kind of unloaded on a tv show that like sure yeah they honestly <laughs> the fact that this person had this much to say and got this upset was shocking to me because when i saw the the paragraph i expected it to be a work-related thing and when i read it i was like oh you care about this and then it's just it's such a it's like a block of text and it was just so funny but yeah 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 it's, i i'll say one thing above else about that 90s show though this is kitty's show yes deborah joe rupp is yes. not only acting circles around these like little disney kids but also act. like teaching them how to act like she yes. is mothering Yes, and yes. I think without her, you know, Red's good too. But like without her, the whole show doesn't really work. Badass yes. facts, one hundred percent. Yeah, yes. Kitty, Kitty steals every scene. Kitty is like every cut scene. Every yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, even the cut scenes. And yes. and Kitty, Kitty in the car uh, uh, from the dentist was oh. gold. I I the fact that Kitty played yeah. that so well. And, yeah. and and the kids are trying to be the adults, but have no concept of being adults yet. So they're like, we don't know what to do in this situation. And it's like Kitty is just running, like you said, <laughs> running circles about around them acting wise, but even just in the scenes, in the situation. And it was so well done. I loved it. I love that one. Um, and then Red is, yeah. is Red is just there to say, I'll stick my foot up your at like every chance <laughs> he can get. Yeah. But I mean, that was his role even yeah. in the 70s show, you know, that's kind of his, 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 uh, Raison gist of his. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I have to say, I was, I knew they weren't going to keep, they weren't going to bring back all of the characters you right. know, recurring. Um, but I have to say, I was so happy to see that the parents were, were, were going to be recurring characters in the show yeah. because i feel like without them the show would be a flop like yeah 100 yeah. to me it would have been a flop um just because they they are the show <laughs> they were they really were yeah, yeah. like and it, like you know all the best moments in my opinion connected through things that happened with kitty mostly kitty like red was there for some of them but i don't think any of them but like you know it's great that some of the characters like the stuff with jay and the stuff with uh i don't even remember the 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 leia's best friend's brother god what's his name i'm drawing nate? a blank now i'll look nate nate yeah like Bro. i like i like <laughs> nate like i you know nate's cool but i just Nate, you just felt like you were just there to be there. That's the like that was the unfortunate part. And but there's moments like where Nate and and Kitty are upstairs, and the and the the, the siblings are arguing, and Kitty, like you were saying, Sandy, Kitty is just like mothering them in a way to like, and then you and and that that was the first time that I liked Nate in the show, when they had that interaction, and Nate opens up about how his bro his dad's t shirt means so much to him because of. And you're oh, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, like, oh, I get it now. And and then Kitty's making jokes yeah. about this caribou or moose's head is the, it, 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 this is what it does, like you know. And you're <laughs> so she's cutting the tension really well, and you're like, okay, this was great, like, yeah. I have to say, she aged well, very well. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> she looks the Fantastic. same. I find. Yeah, Red looks older, Compared but Kitty looks exactly the same. 
Although yeah. I did go back yeah. and watch season one of that 70s show and okay. uh, and they both look a little bit younger. Oh, um, that's weird. I'm like, Kitty <laughs> looks my age. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, I, I, I loved that 90s show and I was like so ready to hate it. You know, like yeah. nostalgic reboot. Um, if you rub me the wrong way, I get to hate you. Like that's the relationship, right? It's like, if you fuck up my show, I'm going to talk about it online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of like captured me, you know, like it, I don't, I don't know what it was. I think a lot of it is like everyone knew what show they were showing up to. So it's like yeah. canned laugh track. I loved it. You know, like not every yes. joke lands, but the ones yeah. that do land, you know, uh, the girl who played Leia, I think she has like amazing comedic timing and like, yeah, she was yeah. a really good choice for the lead in my mind. And like mm -hmm. everyone kind of yeah. like, even if you can tell they're not great child actors or like they're not up to par, like they were pulling their weight or doing their bit to hit those sitcom lines. Yeah. 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 I feel like the cast, you know, just the kids, there's, there's some, you know, stronger than others and there's some you know weaker um but overall i feel like they all you know they kind of they all understood the assignment you know even though these kids yeah. are all probably like 16 15 17 years old so they have not they didn't grow up watching that 70s show um so for being younger they probably it's not the same understanding i feel like for someone like us people like us who have already seen that 70s show and we have the nostalgia from it. Um, so I feel like for kids who have no idea what that's like or to grow up with it, they did a good job at continuing as the next generation. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I, quick, some of the jokes I have were one not question landing. Mm -hmm. I have one question for you. The last episode, did that feel rushed compared to the build-up throughout the season? Did it feel like they were... Uh, I say that only, like, if you haven't watched the show, a little bit of a spoiler. Actually, it's a pretty big spoiler. So if you haven't watched the show and you want to, this is a moment where you might want to take a pause. But when we get to Leia and the, the, the relationship and you start to see Nate and her and there's kind of like, a, you know, you're like, oh, is this what we're getting? And then... And I was just like, I don't feel like you built up to this at all. And then, and then it kind of just feels like this moment happens, and it was like, oh god, we okay, everything has to be about trying to mitigate the emotions we felt from that moment as we go into creating a cliffhanger. Because then you get that sense of like, here's the cliffhanger that if you know when season when you you're when you all watch it, you're like, oh, I want to see what happens next. I need season two. And that felt that the only thing for me was that felt super quick because it was like whoa you know like i get that the thing with jay but like god it was so fast am i reading too much into it that had did was hide and no, I, the exact same thing back in that 70s show and i just didn't even notice i i don't know <laughs> i i think it's like it is a sitcom trope yeah that like exists to like oh we're just gonna pair a different one but um it was a little like just all at once but i didn't mind it it kind of okay I think they had the chemistry to pull it off. Right. I will give them that. I've just, I was like, yeah. I, I did believe it. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're both awkwardly cute. 
like yeah, adorable. The was there. Yeah, yeah they, they do the adorable thing because like Nate with his current girlfriend, you can see like she's planning to be the president yeah. and Nate's planning to be alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to be alive in 10 years. <laughs> so they set up that well that Nate yeah. and Nikki might not end up together. Right. Um, yeah. So so I saw, I guess I was wondering where that would end up and that's where it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just that, but like, I, oh. but I do agree though that it, it did feel a bit rushed because I, I mean, I don't mind if something does happen between those two characters, right. but it did feel very quick in the last episode for it to be like all of a sudden oh like yeah we like each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was just bring back 22 Um, episodes so soon after like being with jay yeah yeah 22 episode seasons uh i know they don't like netflix is like well we could produce this many episodes but drop them weekly we'd be talking about that show until june yeah wow that's true that is true. Like we're talking about The Last of Us, Velma, every week. Yeah. And yeah. that 90s show is just like, have you seen it yet? Uh, it's great. And and it's going to be a blip on the radar in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me 20 Dude. episodes over four months, you know? Yeah. This is this is the gift and the curse of the yeah. binge format. Netflix Netflix created their own monster. And, and then when everyone else was just like, oh, God, everyone wants to binge everything. So everyone did it for a minute. But then, in my opinion, I think Amazon Prime was one of the ones that was just like, you know what, we're going to try and do weekly again and started doing like the boys. They did. Was it the boys? What was the first thing they did where they tried to go back to weekly? Um, I mean, HBO was always doing weekly. So, yeah, I was going to say they, Crave and, and all those. They, they yeah. But I, I was think tra- when like, Marvel started doing weekly, that was a big turning point, too. Like yes. WandaVision, oh. we were all talking about that. True. OK, maybe oh, that's yes. where it was yeah yeah because it's around it, the same time as the boys though yeah because that is a very that was a very big like shot at netflix like hey your whole model is binge but you aren't sustainable because people will join up join up join up binge everything they want you know sh- sign up for a month to watch the one show they want to watch and then why would i subscribe for 11 more months when this is this legit is the only show i'm interested in and then mm-hmm. that's why you know that and then you even see that they realize oh this is a bad model we're gonna split seasons in two so they do things like uh and i I, you know i've mentioned it on geektastic so some of you might have heard me say it before but when you broke up the stranger things last season and you released one half at the second to last week of a quarter and then the next half came at the first something of the other quarter it's so your sub numbers stay up for two quarters in a row. And that to me seems like you're playing, you're playing with the numbers at that point. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that because they kept, they kept doing like quarter to quarter announcements of their subscriptions. And that was, was causing the huge panic. And all of a sudden there was two quarters in a row where the subs didn't change. And I was like, that's weird. What was different? And that's when I noticed, Oh, the first half of the stranger things season came out at the end of this quarter and the other one came out at the beginning ish of that one. And that meant you had to stay for the two months, which was a crossover into the two quarters. And I, yeah. I also just want to say 10 episodes isn't really a binge, yeah, you know, like yeah. people are saying they want to go back and watch that 70 show, which Netflix doesn't even have. Right. I found, which is super interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is like they tried to replace it with 10 episodes of a reboot. And <laughs> listen, they did a bang up job on those 10 episodes, but like I'm I'm sitting here like do I, I don't really want to rewatch it right away. Like No, yeah. 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 But it's it, not enough. And it's only 20 minutes. They go by in a yeah. like it's it, it's just not enough. It's not and, enough. And they're even faster when you're a psycho like me who watches TV at 1.5. So I'm like <laughs> I forgot you do that. Yeah, so I, I watched it at, at 1.5 20 minute episodes. I watched it in less than a day. Like I just it was just playing and I was just like, oh, it's done. Whoops. I got to stop doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had to save some episodes just like, yeah, I, I don't want to crush this all in one night before my partner gets home. Like, yeah, <laughs> I really I honestly when it was done, I was actually a, a little annoyed with myself for having not stopped at some point and like watching something else in between because, you know, and spoilers again, if you haven't watched it, but the kitty tattoo, which again, I definitely my favorite episode of the season, the dentist continued to, to, the kitty tattoo. I, I remember thinking like, okay, stop watching now because that is such a good point where you can stop. Like the whole episode's about like the lessons and like teaching Leia, you know, look at what you've done. And, and then like, <laughs> there's that silly thing where Red's like, you have to get out and he like holds her hand. It's like, you're like oh, okay like i get it this is cute this is this couple and you know, jay's really trying to like step up and such heartwarming reflections on like kelso would have never done that you know like you, you can see he's different because he's yeah actually... he's he's yeah i think yeah and and i think red red had a conversation with um who is it mrs runk the mom from next door was it no there was oh, a conversation that he had about about uh jay and how he's not like his father somebody was saying oh, that to Kitty. Red. yeah yeah, Kitty. Kitty said yes. that, to me. that yeah that i like that conversation because it they brought up a good point because first you think oh he's a kelso he's gonna be exactly like like jay yeah. uh not like jay like michael yeah um but the point is like he's not you know just because he's a kelso doesn't mean he's gonna be exactly the same and i don't know it's part of the, their character development i guess um how, what did you guys think of the introduction though to uh the old characters how they brought them back i thought it was funny i i mean i donna did a lot more episodes than i thought she was gonna do like donna was in what three three episodes yeah. and i i thought like i thought we were only gonna see eric donna michael jackie in that first episode and I, we would never see them again and then we saw donna three times we saw fez three or four times maybe Wilmer Valderrama getting booked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like actually having a story not just being a parent but like I'm in a relationship with someone I've changed and like you know you get the little joke of like oh she has kids oh god but then later on still realizing like oh no I, I do <laughs> want to be a more mature person and especially when you realize like hey all your friends are mature now like hey I you got to step up buddy um yeah, and I thought it was a yeah, cute cool. way to bring fries in yeah i i definitely agree i also maybe i was just supposed to forget about it but like where did michael and jackie go don't they live there isn't that their kid who's like <laughs> hey man it's not I like had, they had to I go out of town that. they but whatever whatever maybe just the <laughs> one like i didn't I, catch I, it was laughter. just it's just the yeah just for nostalgia just to bring them back to be like hey look who's yeah. here and we're all gonna scream and then yeah <laughs> i liked how they brought leo back that was a good yes one. Yeah. he was uh oh, used well that um, 
in that the forest so too. Yeah. On, your, on his yeah. doorstep and he thinks it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, that was, I was dying. I was like, man, this is so good. And it's an example of like, A, how it doesn't have to be like predictable to be, or unpredictable. Like as soon as they said someone's had clerks out for six weeks, I'm like, <laughs> I think I know who this might oh, be. Oh, you knew? I, I had no idea. Really? I was, yeah, me either. I was, I, that's such a good catch then. Because I I was like, who's it going to be? And then it was so good. It was so well done. And yeah, it's the perfect, like, you know, just because yeah. I kind of saw it coming doesn't mean it was any less like, woo, Leo. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. It's yeah. a kitty costume. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was great. But the ending, but uh, also it <laughs> to find him randomly in the woods was another great one. Because you're like what's happening why are you and then he's asking them for directions after they ask him and it's like you gotta love it like leo is a fantastic character yeah and yeah they used him long so good um and jim rash man. that was the other one yes, that uh, yeah, fez's yeah. rival i was like oh my god he was in that oh yes. yeah fenton yeah as yeah, soon as right. the, yeah fenton as soon as they kind of well i think you and i'm like i remember this it's all coming back to me yeah, now. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. one that i knew i wanted until it was there Oh, when he took off the helmet with the luxurious hair, I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> and then to walk, anyway, I won't, I won't give the punchline, but you guys go check it out. Like that's one uh, takes. Should people check it out? What do you, th what do you think? For sure. Yep. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I think if, if you like that 70s show, I think this is like a perfect sort of spiritual sequel to it. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah, not yeah. all the jokes are going to land for you, and that's fine. But like, I definitely thought it was better than like the later seasons of that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that they kept the set. Yeah, love. They still love did that. the circle, the or even when Eric and Donna and they're like, "You're upstairs people now," but they did yeah. it in that way. I thought that was so good. That was perfect. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. Or but when did... Fez was with the kids downstairs, and it's like, "What are you doing down here?" Like that was great too. <laughs> Sorry, you were about to say that. Yeah, that was a good scene. No, I just wanted to mention that I did watch one of the episodes um, with my parents briefly. Okay. And uh, my mom doesn't really remember the show, but my dad used to watch it. And one thing he said was that he found it a little tacky that oh, they no. kept it the same as the same style as the 70s show. And I was okay. like, what? Like yeah. that? That is what makes it good is that they kept the same style. They're keeping the same idea, the same concept, the same set. Uh, even the way they're filming, they tried to film it similarly to, to the way that 70 show was filmed. But I've, like someone like my dad who's older, you know, maybe they'll think some people might think like, oh, it's too tacky because it's not what it used to be. But it's, it's not funny, exactly the same. Because I would say like as a kid of the 90s, like I, I was a, I was seven in 1990. And, and so, and then I, I, you know, 17 at the end of the decade. So at the beginning of the decade, my parents' house had, like, I remember going to my aunt's house and seeing the art. And then as an adult, seeing shows based in the 70s and be like, my aunt had that up when I was a kid. And it's because those art pieces from the 70s, like, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but the, the, the string art where people would do like a boat, but it's like strings wrapped around nails. And it's like oh, really, okay. right. And it's, yeah. it's really, it's beautiful, but those were so popular. At least I think they were popular in the seventies. Cause I remember seeing those at my aunt's house as a kid, but that was from her art collection when she was in like 
a, a young kid in the 70s and was just like, I got some money and I love this, so I'm going to put this up. And it just stayed there forever. And so for me, it seemed, it felt true to the idea that a family whose kids have left and they're like, we don't really, like the kitchen gets updated a little bit, but what, why am I changing the basement? It has a couch I, and my you know, no one's down there. So Also, like what style would you do it in? I'm like, would you update it to like the modern family style where they're all doing mm. like confessionals or like a Parks and Rec? Or would you do like a mockumentary? Like, I don't know if that would work because it would take you out of the fundamental like sitcom reality. Like, yeah. It's supposed to be the same location, right? Like, I, yeah, maybe there's a, a way to I update so. it, but I mean, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just a warm blanket, just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, it's like they picked, you know, dusted the show off that I really liked and, and casted some new characters and new scenes <laughs> and showed them smoking weed in a basement. That's all yeah. I need. <laughs> we got it. It's yeah. good. I don't know. It's, yeah, especially for nostalgic like reasons, it's just, it's perfect. To, it, I, to me, this is like the perfect type of reboot. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, when I saw the reboot for um, Boy Meets World, I think it's Oh, Girl, Girl Meets World, World. yeah. Um, that for me was a bit too modern for the yeah. style. I don't know. It was a bit too like Disney show. Um, and it was, and that's the other thing though, that, cause that one, like Boy Meets World was ABC TGIF and Girl Meets World was like full on a Disney channel show, like a Disney kids show. And yeah. I think, I think some people thought, oh, well, this is going to be great for the the nostalgia factor for the older people. But as someone who watched Boy Meets World, watching Girl Meets World, I was like, this isn't for me. I know, like, when I'm watching this, I I understand that this is they're they're hoping to capture a younger audience and and kind of carry it on. They're throwing in the cameos where like Ryder Strong and all the other characters, Matthew Lawrence came in. There's like a whole bunch of them come in, and uh, even what the Ryder Strong's like adopted like teacher dad. Mm -hmm. shows up at one point and you're like oh okay they're really they're really going for it but it's like well at the same time this isn't necessarily for me i'm you know th in my 30s why do i need to be watching a show about these kids in school so yeah but whereas think because Corey and topanga were parents yeah in the show you would think it would be a bit more i don't know about them not yeah well not necessarily about them, but just a bit more of the same style of the of Boy Meets World. Right, family but, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just a bit yeah. too, I guess, kitty. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It definitely was. That one was. Uh... But hey, that we got Sabrina Carpenter through Disney, and now doing pop songs that you know I, they're not the best, but I like a good Sabrina Carpenter <laughs> pop song on a playlist. Uh, for those of you who know what my job is, I appreciate when her pop songs come out because she likes to keep it clean. And she's generic pop. And it's just like, perfect. Here's this song in every playlist I can put it in. So Disney I'll pop, take it. baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say classic Disney. Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. see Doug Cameron? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah Non-modern yeah, Doug Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug I don't Cameron. know. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, so you know, I guess what we're all saying we would recommend. Are there any other shows before we sign off? Because we're coming to the end. Are there any other shows that any of you, either of you have watched recently that you'd be like, hey, I would also recommend people check this out? I watch a lot of TV, so I, I will try. I will go last. I'm trying to think, is it cheating if I click onto my Netflix right now? No, not at all. I, I'm going to look up my serialized. 
Shout outs to, to uh, Ness, who told me about Letterboxd, which then led to Serialized, which is my new addiction. Uh, Serialized is the, is the TV version of Letterboxd. It helps you keep track of all your shows in one nice little list here. And uh, as I've mentioned to people, I've watched in my lifetime because I went back and listed every single show I've ever watched. I've watched 1,009 shows in my 39 years on this planet um nice yeah yeah it's a it's an addiction people i i've been saying it for years i'm a tv addict and i Why probably need call help it a passion no because it's an addiction Aficionado. i i i, no, I appreciate see i love when people i know like i get it but i know this is an addiction like i, I my partner regularly be like can you go a day without watching tv and i'll do it i'll do the day but i'm telling y'all i'm jonesing for a screen <laughs> I'm jonesing for like a a poorly written 20 minute show of like <laughs> laugh track and I'm just like come on man <laughs> like you know it's like playing in my head <laughs> oh man yeah I've been getting into like uh old Gotham episodes like I Ooh, these are the two new shows I've been watching that 90s and Velma but like yeah I've been going back to just yeah some old Gotham was like good bad tv okay just like for me you know right down the middle like i'm I'm not too invested in it yeah so it's not going to ruin my night if it Fair. ends badly but <laughs> um yeah i guess that's the one i don't did know did you watch gotham to the end the first time no i'm i'm still i think i'm in the last season right now going okay. through it all and and it, oh my god it's getting uh yeah it gets i, I, like I, it, I yeah. actually gave up on this the last season so it's i actually now that you mentioned i almost do want to go back just to at least finish off the series because i really didn't because i once what homeboy came in and played joker and i was just like oh what are you and i i got really annoyed because it's like oh it's a twin i was like no no stop and then i stopped watching literally that episode where they introduced the twin jokers oh i love a good twin trope i'm a riverdale <laughs> junkie like oh, God. I, when they brought in cheryl's identical uncle oh yes they've never <laughs> yeah. talked about yeah. greatest moment in tv history <laughs> Oh God, uh, Ness! Do you have anything? Ness, it doesn't even have to be a show. It can be a movie because I know you're big on the movies. So uh, anything that you um, recommend? I mean, I have been watching shows. I recently watched The White Lotus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought that was really interesting, cool concept of a show. Yeah, I would recommend. Yeah. Um, and I just started up the latest season of Ozark. If yeah, no one has seen that. Jason Bateman director and writer and starring in it yeah. it's a great show um and for movies i recently watched the whale oh okay um, i would also i would also recommend cool i would also recommend great cool. watch and great uh, performance by brandon fraser <laughs> yeah 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 that's what everyone's been saying i think he even got a nod right for yeah best actor, yeah. Best actor nomination yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh yeah, that was kind of fun. I, I got to work really early on Tuesday and was uh and, and randomly I didn't know that they were doing the announcement and just opened up my YouTube and it flashed as the first thing. And I was like, sure, why not see the nominations at 830 in the morning? So it was fun to see and and Angela Bassett getting um supporting actress nod. Oh yes, yeah. First time a Marvel film has gotten an actor nomination out of all really? the films. 20, 20 three four five films or something and this is the first time an actor has been nominated for an award from a marvel film so that, wow. it is a pretty big thing um but i mean if you saw wakanda forever and we've talked about it here and as you were there on the episode angela bassett brought 
Oscar Bassett to that set. Yeah. Like you see those scenes and you're like, this is, you're not doing Marvel. You're doing Oscar performance in a Marvel. Yeah. Movie. I'm not surprised that she was nominated. I'm surprised that it's the first time an actor was yeah, nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pretty crazy. For Marvel. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if, if it was anyone from the MCU, that would be the performance. Yeah. That's fair. Was... Yeah. Fact. I'm not uh, going to admit to Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Ant Man. Please, no. Maybe, maybe next time. He is lovable. I'm though. sorry. Ant Man is the worst hero. But he's lovable in Marvel. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to be cheering for Kang in this one. Oh, I am. I, I full on want Kang. <laughs> I, it's not even just the race thing because I know that Black Twitter was making that joke, but just like Majors is such a great actor. The, the Kang is such an interesting character. And Scott Lang as a character in the MCU, you're fun, but man, you're kind of just a idiot who keeps tripping into success. And it's like, <laughs> Kang has been planning things for like centuries through time travel. It's like, I can't see you beating him. And if you do in some way, I would genuinely be annoyed with it. Cause it'd be like, what? An ant killed an elephant is essentially what we'd be saying with that. And that would drive me crazy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of TV shows. Uh, I recently have been watching uh, Mayfair Witches, which is a continuation of the Immortal Universe over on AMC. Uh, we had interviewed the vampire. That was the first series. And Mayfair Witches with Alexandra Dadio. She was in the first season of um, uh, True Crimes. I always feel like I say her name wrong. So I'm gonna, let me just actually look it up. Uh, Alexandra Daddario, if anyone knows, don't know her. Uh, and then the other show that I have been watching recently, uh, Will Trent with uh, Ramon Rodriguez. It's based on a book series. It's kind of fun to watch. A lot of uh, good representation on that show. And then my other guilty pleasure has been So Help Me Todd, which I really don't want to like as much as I do. But um, I gotta say, Skyler uh skylar astin uh after like i really like skylar astin from uh zoe's infinite playlist or is that the name zoe's i feel I like remember. he was in one of those yeah but like pitch it, perfect uh, guy sorry pitch perfect guy yes yeah zoe's extraordinary playlist is the name of the show and he's just he was good in that show like genuinely good and then that show got canceled and at least we got a movie on roku to finish it off but then uh, this is his next project, and it's filmed in Vancouver. One of my buddies, Akeem Hoyt uh, Charles, has been in an episode, which was really cool to see. But it's just, you know, the this, this show's silly, but actually really fun. Like, it's like weekly mystery-type procedural, but he kind of fumbles through things. But he's actually really good at his job, even though he's an idiot. And his mom's like a high-class lawyer in a big firm and gets him a job being an investigator at the firm so she's always in like power suits and classy and he's like in like you know professor patch jackets being a moron but they're they work together and solve all the mysteries and you're just like i hate this this is so dumb why do i keep watching you why Another. is it funny so you know there you go that's the one to watch yeah Folks, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Sandy, thank you so much for being on the show. Ness, thank you also for being on the show. Uh, Sandy, where can people follow your social medias? Um, my social medias, I am Beat Easy on most of them. B-E-A-T-E-A-S. 
BDZSY or the BDZ on Instagram. But I'm I'm running the Watch Mojo socials. So come follow Watch Mojo on yeah. TikTok and like my thirsty Pedro Pascal videos and, <laughs> and convince them that they should keep uh, keep letting me do my job. There you go. And Ness, cool. where can people follow you? Uh, you can see my name tag here. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's Ness on Instagram and also on Letterboxd. Bong, follow bong. Me. Folks, it's been a fun one. And as we said, you know, check out the shows, you know, judge for yourself. We have our opinions, but ultimately only you will know if you like the things we've talked about, if you check them out for yourselves. Uh, but we want to thank you for tuning in once again to another edition of Geek Tastic Cypher. We'll be back with another one soon. Peace, everybody. Have a good one.